Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Welcome to the Seeking Alpha Editor's Roundtable, what moved markets this week for the week ending November 26th, Thanksgiving week here in the U.S., a week where we were not expecting very much in the way of activity due to the holiday, but which has now brought some pretty dramatic selling for stocks and risk assets here on Friday morning. This is all due to the latest strain of the coronavirus. So far, it doesn't even have a name. That's how new it is. It is known as B11529. Sounds a little bit like a Star Wars clone, but that's where we are. I have my colleagues here to discuss all of this with us, and I will introduce them now in no particular order. Joined here on the podcast by Brad Olison, VP of News, Kim Khan, Senior News Editor, and Jason Kapool, ETF News Strategist. Stephen Alfer is off this week. So let's start like we usually do with Kim to give us the big picture overview of what moved markets this week and today. Well, uh, since soccer talk is banned here, I'm going to go with a basketball analogy and say that it's like you only need to watch the last two minutes. And now that's like the market. You only need to watch Friday. And that's going to tell us what's happening. And, you know, everything is selling off pretty big time today. It's it's an impact of, as you said, the um, new variant that doesn't have a name. All the Wall Street trying to get ahead on everything has already given it a name. They're calling it the new variant NU as in the Greek letter. It's, it showed up now uh, originating in Africa. It showed up in Hong Kong. It showed up and now I think there's a case in Belgium and everybody's uh, taking money off the table. The um, S&P is now uh, bumping up against its 4,600 uh, support and uh, we'll see if we can, you know, it did get a lot of um, buying support at that, you know, at that level uh, today. You know, as we are speaking, but we'll see if it can close above that. Um, but even bigger moves in the rates market, the treasury yield curve is selling, is, uh, you know, there's buying support and rates are tumbling. Um, we're now back in the, you know, you know, 150s for the 10 year benchmark, which was like, you know, pushing up well above 1.6 before this. Everybody had a plan. The Fed was going to end tapering. Goldman Sachs was out with a note saying that you know the liftoff in rates next year was almost priced in for June, but now they're pricing in only one ba- one rate hike, 25 basis points uh, next mm-hmm. year in September, and they've moved it all up to you know, the second rate hike back to 2023. Wow, that was quick. All right, yeah. And as, as you were speaking here, the selling has intensified a little bit. The NASDAQ is now down 2% on the day. It's the worst day for stocks since... October 2020, so more than a year, apparently. Jason, um, you've been on the podcast before. You obviously you cover ETFs, and it, but it hasn't been selling across the board in all sectors. So curious about what you can tell us about how things are, are shaking out in the ETF land today. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously Kim nailed it on the head. The last two minutes, you know, with the basketball analogy, that's what a lot of the focus is around. But um, some interesting information kind of came out. Uh, as a whole, the exchange traded fund market 
places, obviously taking in over a trillion dollars of capital in 2021, which is tremendous. But uh, within the ETF markets, there's the ESG aspect, the environmental, social, and governance space. And that has actually amassed a year-to-date capital of $130 billion, which is very significant in nature as it's 49% greater than all of 2020, showing a dramatic shift in consumer sentiment in terms of demand for future products. Um, that 49% increase is $75 billion more than what we saw in all of 2020. We still have a month to go. So just a little bit of an interesting dynamic and how the uh, you know global issuers out there are reacting to what consumer demand is showing for the ESG space. So I found that to be interesting, a little bit of a different angle uh, to you know sidetrack us a little bit from the COVID talk. Yes, but the ESG stocks have not held up all that well today. I'm looking here at the ESG V Vanguard ESG US stock ETF down. Well, today it's only it's down almost two percent. So basically, keeping up with stocks. Is there any indication that these ETFs, these ESG funds, are able to protect capital better than other um, indices? I guess I wouldn't say they're they're able to protect capital differently. I think they're more just a different version of you know say a traditional. Uh, you know, S&P 500 ETF, it'll just have some ESG criteria where it will eliminate specific types of stocks. So I wouldn't be looking at them for a hedge against current market situations. Um, I'd say they're just more along the lines of falling with the general macro trend today. And we'll continue to follow the macro trends, uh, what, whatever that may be um, down the road as well. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay, Brad, tell us about the stocks then, the winners and losers and I think you have something prepared here because it's been a lot of action, not just today, but also earlier in the week. So go go ahead, take it away. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll lovingly coin uh, the segment. It, is, it was a tale of two weeks, right? And so I'll, I'm just going to coin this term BT, right? There's before Thursday and then there's AT, which is after Thursday. And I'll start real quick uh, just describing the action before Friday's bloodbath here. And, you know, to be be frank, there were some rumblings under the surface if you tried to look at some of the winners and losers before Thursday. Um, But there were some idiosyncratic impacts that kind of muddied the waters, right? Rates were popping you help, which helped the financial mark financials segment. Uh, the coordinated SPR release, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, actually had the reverse impact on oil prices, boosting oil prices even further, uh, despite the intention of U.S., China, and others. So that helped energy stocks like Apache Oil, Devon Energy, Marathon Oil, Occidental, uh, HP Inc., etc. Um, but if you look under the surface, some of the high growth. Uh, sectors like communication services and technology, uh, along with cyclicals and materials and discretionary names, were taking it on the chin. This is all before Thursday. Um, Gap obviously had earnings. They were down 25%. Best Buy down 15% after cutting outlooks due to crime, supply chain issues. And I think among the discretionary names, Dollar Tree was kind of the only strong name this week after kind of acknowledging that most of their stores will, will be changing to $1.25 uh, just to account for recent inflation and, and other issues. But as I mentioned, there were some rumblings under the surface, notably JP Morgan's uh, prime uh, brokerage unit issued a call last Sunday, um, you know, just a couple of days after we filmed our last program when we, in which we talked about some of the lockdowns in Austria, but they were highlighting the fact that some of their clients were were buying some of these outperforming names associated with COVID and selling the stocks that were associated with the recovery, uh, sort of kind of like a, a harbinger of things to come. 
And obviously we saw that it hit with a ton of bricks uh, just this Friday where we're seeing cases, as Kim mentioned, in Belgium, uh, travel restrictions are being put in place to, to Africa and, and other countries. Um, and so now looking at the week after Thursday, um, you have that major flight to safety, which was kind of already in the works in the beginning part of the week, but was obfuscated, obviously, from, from some of the other things that we just mentioned. Um, so consumer staples now and real estate names are the only ones in the green. Uh, recall that during the last you know, COVID scare and not a scare of COVID um, with lockdowns and otherwise, you saw sanitation stocks do well, uh, notably, uh, and, and you're kind of seeing that now too. Clorox is the third best performer this week. You have shelf-stable food companies like Kellogg, J.M. Smucker, uh, Campbell's, Campbell's Incorporated in Soup, you know, naturally McCormick, the spice company. Um, and then retailers like Walmart and Co Costco are also not far behind as far as the, the winners so far this week, uh, despite the, the, the bloodbath. And so, you know, as a result, this should be no surprise. Moderna, the vaccine maker, and Pfizer are also doing extremely well, while the, the typical lockdown stocks that we mention frequently on this program, like the airlines and cruise liners like Carnival Cruise, Norwegian Cruise Lines, United Airlines, Royal Caribbean, um, and events companies like Live Nation are all uh, among the, the biggest losers this week. And, and lastly, in a nod to Stevens, Absence today, I'll just briefly mention crypto. Um, you know that the, the the store of value that people like to ascribe to it, um, or the natural hedge against centralized finance or, or other investments. Um, you know, they're all. It's also taking a big hit, more so than any of the the tech names. So Bitcoin's down eight percent, um, and Ethereum, which is the, another crypto name, is down about nine percent. Now that's not as bad as crude, which is off off ten percent, but Notably, pretty severe sell-off. Yeah, interesting also to note that speaking of pandemic stocks, some of these old favorites, basically within the course of a week, these went from being dead to seeing a bit of a resurrection. Maybe they should rename Thanksgiving as Easter or something. But if you look at the Pelotons, Zooms, um, Roblox, you know, stocks like that, that got beat up earlier in the week. And in some cases were 50% off of the highs. And now just today with this resurgent scare are now seeing higher stop, higher prices, significantly so. Teladoc is up more than 5%, I think. So yeah, that I think that's just interesting. So we'll just have to see how this all shakes out. Uh, certainly a very interesting week, much more interesting than we were anticipating coming in. Uh, we did also have some inflation reports, which were, came in basically in line with estimates earlier in the week. But that is where we are now as we yeah, record this. Yeah, you also have to take into account thin trading volumes, right? This is typically yes. a, a very low volume day. So any of these moves may be exacerbated um, by those thin trading volumes. So, mm -hmm. you know, there might be opportunities out there, some 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 sales on stocks, if you will, on yep. Black Friday. Yeah. Most interesting move for me today is that all the mega caps are, are negative. And usually when you've seen this kind of risk off light to safety, they've been the ones because they perform so well immediately after, you know, during the pandemic, um, they've often seen some money. You can almost kind of track when, when money goes into bonds, yields go down and these mega caps go up, but now they're all negative. So that's putting an extra pressure on the broader markets. Well, that's where we are today. Hope you enjoyed this. Uh, holiday shortened special edition of the roundtable and podcast reminder that you can watch this video at the close of uh, trading on Friday. We'll try to get this to you.
by 1 p.m. today, Friday. Usually it's out by 4 p.m. And the audio version of this you can get on Saturday morning through the Wall Street Breakfast podcast account. With that, we thank you for listening or watching as the case may be and wish you a happy and healthy remainder of your holiday weekend. And we look forward to speaking to you again next week. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Behind the Idea, Essay for FAs, Let's Talk ETFs, the Cannabis Investing Podcast, and Marketplace Roundtable on those platforms as well. Have a great day.